This is the Taylor Collective with Zach and Erica. Welcome to episode two of season two. No longer topics with the Taylors. We are the Taylor Collective again. We'll eventually get into why we kind of changed our name. Uh, but a short rundown if you haven't listened to our episode one, which you should go back and check out. A uh, short rundown of why we changed our name. Uh, topics with the Taylors kind of narrowed us as we begin to really pray and uh, discern what the Lord had for us had for us this year. Um, the Taylor Collective kind of opens it up where uh, we're allowed to do a little bit more things. The name kind of translates better to different areas we're um, kind of praying and discerning about getting into. And uh, as always, I'm joined here with my wife, Erica. Hello. How are you guys doing? How are you doing today, Erica? I'm good. You're good? I am good. It's chilly today in Oklahoma, and so I am ready to... It is cold. You know, for summer. I'm ready for warmth again. It is. And, of course, our... I think we'd be probably... I don't. I don't know the right word for it, but if we had, if we're not remiss, if we're not to talk about what happened on Wednesday just for a little bit. Oh yeah, we need to talk about that. Uh, but it, this will be when this airs. It'll be a couple of weeks out. Yes, so. it'll be two weeks out. Yeah. So talk a little bit about what happened, Zach, on Wednesday at our state, or not our state, at our um, national national capital. capital, which we have friends who have a, a church over there, and um, it was really scary for them that obviously the capital was stormed um, by people. I mean, people, some people believe they're Trump supporters. Some people believe they're Antifa. Uh, regardless, regardless, it was people it, who it was broke people. in. It was a sad day for our nation. Four, five people lost their lives, including an officer. Um, and I, I think I just want to go out and just kind of as, as a stance for uh, our hearts and our souls just to be open with you guys. Like, we do not support or uh, we don't we don't support any act of violence. We condemn those who would say that is the way we should walk, uh, way we should uh, talk is speaking hate to one another. Um, I've, been, I've been involved in several discussions with people about what took place, and one guy said, you know what, what do you say? He goes, we, um, they, they literally hate us, Zach, speaking of conservatives. They literally hate conservatives. What else are we supposed to do? And I simply said, hey, man, you see Paul... Uh, when beaten by Roman guards, express love. You see Stephen being stoned, say forgive him. And ultimately, you see Christ as we are, you know, spewing hate just on our natural state of sinfulness, come and die for us. And uh, I think that's the approach we really need to take in this kind of turbulent moment. No matter where your your political spectrum is, if you're far right, you know, or if you're far left, regardless, you need to look at another person with love. Um, and do things lawfully, do things legally. Um, well, I think it all comes down to, too, as the way you view people. And mm-hmm. we view people as image bearers of Christ. Right. And so as people who are image bearers of Christ, how should we treat them? And that is obviously a very Christian stance and a Christian right. point of view. But regardless of um, kind of where you land with Christ, and we hope you land where you find him and know him and love him that you view people um in a way that they are valued and important Mm -hmm. yeah nationalism is not our aim uh we are not called to find men as idols we're we're called to look to god we are sojourners we are 
uh, ambassadors of Christ on earth. Um, and we were talking as we watched it live, uh, we were grieved to see the a flag with Jesus on it storming an act of violence. Because um, I just firmly believe that Christ would not have been there. Yeah, um, I've seen a lot of uh, things going around on social media that just simply says that's not my Jesus. Yeah. Um, and so for those of you out there who are seeking and asking questions, like, um, oh, keep seeking. That's not that's not our Jesus. No, that's not Christ. That's not Christ of the Bible. Um, and we'll we'll roll off this, but just to simply say, uh, as a, come out in a stance that we condemn the violence that took place. Um, we would condemn those that would go and harm the American democracy um, and put democracy at risk to for their own personal profit or um, for a following of Trump. Um, of any man or any person other yeah. than who Christ is. Yeah. And so we'll, we'll roll off that. Like we said, we're going to talk. Uh, that's kind of a... A cultural moment that's happening. Um, yeah, something that was on our hearts that we felt would be important um, to just get out there. Yeah. Um, today, though, we're going to talk about grow. And Erica, give us some context. What does it mean to grow? We're growing plants. Yes. Well, um, in the Bible, it you know talks about how we are to grow in Christ, like trees. So there's we're a lot of trees? no, we're not growing trees, okay. but there's a lot of um, analogies where growth is compared to tree growth yes or just like farmers growing things yes so no we're not talking about that but we might use some farming analogies so this is a three-step podcast about how to grow the best farm no i wish okay i I will listen to that podcast on my own time (laughs) (laughs) no uh so we're talking about growing in the context of family discipleship yeah why that is important so we're going to first talk about how we grow individually Mm-hmm. So I think the how we grow is through time with the Lord, mm-hmm. through spending time reading Scripture mm-hmm. and um, meditating on Scripture. And what that looks like for us is I have sticky notes of Scriptures all over the house. All over the house. Literally, we have green and blue and pink and purple sticky notes with Scripture on them. Mm-hmm. And that comes from just needing to dwell in Scripture constantly right because when i don't um my anxiety rises worry sets in um and things like that so really my growth takes place when i am in scripture um well there was rusty you guys probably heard him just now um also just listening to scripture through songs or through the YouVersion Bible app, they can read to you. I really enjoy doing that. Um, I also enjoy, um, I've mentioned this before, but coloring mm-hmm. books that have the Psalms, like scripture written on it. Mm-hmm. That helps me learn to memorize things because I am a terrible memorizer. But really, growing in the Lord is just spending time with Him and in His Word. Yeah. Um, I think for me, because uh, I'm a, a definer of words, Growing in in this context means becoming more like Christ. And how do we do that? And Erica kind of explained that of how she grows in Christ. And um, for me, I mean, I don't know if it's just being a guy or the type of guy I am. Like, I don't find enjoyment in coloring. (laughs) Um, I find enjoyment in lifting weights. Shocking. And uh, physical activity. And I know one thing I I love to do in the summertime is I love to go run. 
Um, I have a path I, I run, and it's just surrounded by the trees. And I normally do sprint intervals, and I'm running. And when I pause and walk, I'm like, man, this is awesome just to see the, the gifts of the Lord, the trees, the people, the, uh, the animals that are out there, see deer. Um, I think one way I really grow is I love to listen to sermons, and I love to listen to podcasts that are um, always shaping things back into the lens of Christ. And always taking, you know, cultural moments or um, cultural ideas or different philosophies and, and shaping them against Christ and how it works with a biblical uh, worldview. And I love listening to books as well. I'm a big audio listener. Uh, shout out Audible. Shout out Audible. <laughs> no, it's uh, Overdrive. Overdrive. That's what we use. <laughs> yes, we do. I like to. I have now found that I like to buy books. Oh. Yes. Um, and Dwell app is awesome because they speak to you um, with like four different voices and music in the background, and they have reading plans. And I know when I'm coming home from work, uh, I've really tried to dive into either listening to the Dwell uh, app, which is just like scripture run over uh, my day, or listening to worship just to calm my mind as I'm coming home from work. Yeah, I think those are all really good ways for us to be able to grow individually. Yeah. Um, I think it's also important that we talk about how we grow in like community with our people, yes. our tribe. We talked a little bit um, in the last episode about family discipleship is not just a husband and wife and their kids. Right. Um, family discipleship can look like a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. And this is one way that it's different. So, Zach, you have a really cool, um, illustri- not illustration, just like real life talking points about when you discipled um, your three guys. Yeah. So, um, during college, I spent about two to three years really investing into three guys. Um, and really pouring my heart and pouring my life into them, um, seeing them come to know the Lord, um, seeing one of them still continue to walk with the Lord. And the other two have um, really taken, one is kind of a, a cultural affiliation with Christ. Another one, we just have a very open conversation. He's like, you know, I don't follow the way of Christ. And, um, why that hurts my heart, I think it's, really uh, key to remember, and I'm, I'm learning this as I'm going through a parenting book, but I think it applies to discipleship. Um, there is ownership discipleship, and this is from Paul David Tripp's book of parenting. Um, there's ownership discipleship, which means I uh, kind of have a desire for you as I'm discipling you, and these are the things that you should do, and I'm kind of, I own that. I, it's, they're kind of my responsibility um, and then there's ambassador discipleship, which would say, you know, I, I'm being an ambassador to Christ. I'm going to teach you the scriptures. I'm going to disciple you in that way. But ultimately, it's your choice. Ultimately, it's up to God to grow you, to uh, manifest a love for you in, uh, or sorry, a love for him in you. I misspoke there. And I think that's key to remember because we can get really discouraged uh, if we see a roommate fall away from Christ. Um even guys who we've even looked to. Um, I mean, right. I, I listened to Zabby, Ravi Zacharias for years, and now the allegations that have been confirmed by his ministry of sexual misconduct is really hard for me to grapple with. Right. Um, but 
I can only speak to man. He there he that was awful what he did, um, and his ministry is going to suffer from that. And that's not what Christ did. But I can't own his failure. I can't own his right. sin. In the same way with our kids, I can't own my kids' sin. I, I can just raise them in the way of Christ and hope that Christ will woo him or woo her. Sorry, her daughter to himself. Right. Absolutely. And it reminds me of a verse I actually came across this morning um, in my time of reading. That's 1 Corinthians um, 3, 6 through, I'll go ahead and read through 9. But it said, I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. Neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything, but only God who gives the growth. He who plants and he who waters are one, and each will receive his wages according to his labor. For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field, God's building. And so really that just talks a whole lot about how it's not on us. It's not right. a responsibility. Mm-hmm. And we each have different roles and responsibilities and tasks in mm-hmm. our um, helping others grow in Christ, helping our children grow. <laughs> but ultimately, it's up to God to produce the growth. We can't do anything. Right. And I think that's that's key for us to remember. In uh, if If you walk with the weight of someone else's eternal destiny, which I think you should walk with the internal destiny in mind. Like, there's a heaven, there's a hell, and people will eventually go to one of the two. Right. right? And it's through Christ that we go through heaven. Uh, but if you walk with uh, John, uh, his his eternal weight is on how I talk to him. That is a bear that, you, uh, that you're not meant to, to bear that in any way or shape or form. You're really meant to come alongside him for as long as you know John and leverage everything you can to the gospel. If it's a plane ride, hey, what do you do? Well, you know, I'm a police officer. I say, I'm a, I'm a missionary to my city through, through policing. Huh? What does that mean? Or, man, I, on my off time, I study the way. Well, what's the way? Well, the way is actually Christianity. And let me talk to you about that. And really, and unless it's, you know, and if it's a lifelong friendship, how do you wrestle with that? One of my buddies from high school, um, we were getting serious about Christ, and I invited him over, and I, I don't recommend this unless you have done this with a lot of prayer and forethought in mind, <laughs> but I literally said, hey man, uh, this isn't, I, I've dedicated my feelings to the Lord, uh, you're a Christian, but this is, I'm seeing you in this relationship that's ungodly um, with this girl, I'm hearing this about you, I'm uh, what are we going to do about that? And that started a friendship um, that went from surface level to really deep meeting every week at 6 a.m. at Brahms, eating, which is a fast food restaurant, and really digging into the scriptures, fighting the temptations of the flesh together. And it bonded us in a very tight way. Um, even though we don't talk really even monthly now, we're really bonded in that um, battling. Yeah, absolutely. I think that is what a church we came from called Life on Life Discipleship. Really doing life with people with the intentionality of we're going to grow together in Christ. With your community. I mean, the early believers lived with each other. They did. Um, I we have thankfully have a believer next to next door to us who we kind of do life with now. And uh, man, it's such a difference to be in community daily. 
and it isn't going to look the same as your college years, right? You can't, uh, you can't possibly stay up till three in the morning discussing, you know, the deepness of scriptures when you got to go to work at eight. Right, and some of us didn't even stay up till three in the morning on right. our no, college no. days. Uh, <laughs> um, it, it looks very different right. now. Uh, one of my buddies who we we've had on the podcast, Chris Goley, we work out basically every Friday together. And that's our time to really come together and discuss, and we pray afterwards as we're working out. It's not like we're sitting there grabbing a Bible and a commentary going through. No, we're just, we're just doing life. We're talking about how things are turning up in our life and how we can point another one to Christ. And then praying with each other and yeah. encouraging one another. And actually, side note, what's really fun is we've been able to really talk to one another um, recently about how the Lord has been so good to us about stuff we were praying four or five years ago. I know. I love when that happens. <laughs> when you can look back and be like, oh, thank you, Lord. Like, I prayed for this and mm-hmm. here it is. When we thought maybe it would never happen or this prayer seemed impossible or we had no idea how you would do it, but he did it. Yes. Um, so I think the last kind of way we can look at this grow is how we can teach our children to grow. So in family discipleship context with children, kind of what what is our role? What are we looking for? Kind of those things. And a verse that I think really applies to this where we're talking about you know, those trees and farms again is Psalms 1, 1 through 3. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither, and all that he does he prospers. So our children will grow when they learn to delight in the law of the Lord and to meditate on Him day and night. They will be like a tree, growing tall and strong and will yield fruit in their season. So we don't want them to wither when difficult time comes because difficult times will come. But we want them to succeed in the ways and all they do for the Lord. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what the goal is in teaching our children to grow. Yeah, and I know you have... Uh listed out you have kind of four ways of really like walking with your kid in that um and after you go through that i'd love to kind of take those four examples and apply it to those who aren't um with kids who are in a discipleship relationship or an accountability relationship outside the context of um, the like nuclear family yeah, absolutely. So kind of the four ways that you can help do this as parents is um, there's a great podcast on, I think Apple Podcasts, probably Spotify. It's probably on it's some others. Um, it's by the Village Church. It's called God's Big Story. And it is just simply a story time of the Bible for kids. So you can set it up while you're fixing dinner and they can listen to a story that's straight from Scripture. And it's really good and fun to listen to. Um, the second way you can grow uh, together is to eat dinner together. So dinner is really a great time for intentional conversation. So maybe you read a quick passage of scripture um, that maybe it correlates with that podcast episode or just something that maybe you're learning in your personal time. 
Um, and then talk about it. Um, one of my favorite things to do um, with kids is highs and lows. So a high moment of the day and a low moment of the day. And this just really gives you a good snapshot of how your kids' day were. I know sometimes when they get in the car after school, you're like, hey, how's your day? And that was the last thing I ever wanted to talk about when I got in the car from school. I was like, I don't even remember what my day was. Like, I'm so tired, I have so much homework, like all this stuff. But really, once you're at the dinner table, being able to stop and give a high and a low really gives them time to think about, oh, I this was a really good thing that happened today. And, oh, this like really was hard today and then you're able to talk about that if you want to or if they kind of want to talk about that but it gives you a good snapshot and that's how you can grow together in those ways mm -hmm. um when you're driving in the car to pick up groceries because we're all doing that now or visit family or head to extracurricular activities or maybe even going to and from school um, have a conversation about what they're learning in church so i know a lot of churches now are doing um, things online where they're giving you questions to go yeah. along with sermons. I've yeah. seen that a lot recently. If your church isn't doing that, maybe reach out to the children's minister or someone on staff and encourage that. Mm -hmm. um, that's a really good tool. Or come up with questions on your own. That's even better because taking ownership of your children's spiritual life is a, a part of our roles as parents. Mm -hmm. So having conversations about what they're learning in church, um, what they took away from the Bible story that they've been reading. Um, ask them personal questions like how they're feeling about school, how they're feeling about their friendships, what they're enjoying most about life, or maybe even things that they're worried about. Um, a car ride is a really good time to have these conversations with your kids because you're sitting side by side, and so it's not intimidating. Mm -hmm. It's not like you're sitting across from them, um, which is often how you sit when they are getting in trouble or you're having a um, maybe more intense conversation with them. Mm -hmm. um, another time for growth would be bedtime. So reading the Bible together at bedtime, reciting a Psalms um, and praying together. Um, and there's also other family devotional resources out there. Um, Sticky Situations Devotional is a good one for kind of elementary age kids. Um, the Jesus Storybook Bible is a good one for um, younger kids. But just really taking time at bedtime, right before they go to sleep, filling their mind with something that is of Christ, something that will help them go to bed um, with Scripture on their minds. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think the big thing is the goal in each of these areas is to teach your children during dinner with a story um, to guide you in being a friend to your child during the times you drive and by allowing you to hear their heart and have practical and personal conversations with them and then to counsel your child um, during bedtime through tools of memorizing scripture and praying together and those are kind of the the ways of teaching your children so through being a teacher oh, through yeah. being a friend and then being a counselor and those mm -hmm. kind of three areas are all encompassed in mm -hmm. um, kind of the four ways that you can help them grow yeah i think that's great and excellent um, now for our listeners who may not um, have children, may not even be in a relationship, uh, you may just be with some roommates. Um, how do we take those four um, kind of principles for ways we grow? Um, for, so the first one, she kind of talked about listening to a podcast. I'm a real big fan of this. Um, 
I'm a big fan of listening to if so if you're going to a church together with somebody and you're doing community, man, I'd really listen and break down that sermon. Um, I know community groups, depending where you're at in the U.S., may or may not be happening. Uh, you may be doing Zoom, and I, I can feel the Zoom fatigue in my own life. Yes. Um, so if you're if you're you know Zooming with your community group, or maybe your church even in some parts of the nation aren't even allowed to meet yet um, because of local ordinances. What I would say is, man, if you're doing that, find two or three people that are from your community group or and um, same gender. And really come together and go over the weekly sermon. Um, if you guys, if you don't have a pastor, you're somewhere in the world that doesn't have a pastor, um, message us, email us, um, which or mess, yeah, message us on Instagram, and we can really help find you some good biblical pastors. But really listen to something. Come together. Take the Lord's Supper together. Um, don't forget that sacrament as part of the church. Um, and that's kind of just eating a meal together too. Like, come together and eat. It's not a stale relationship with whoever you're doing community with. Go out to Chili's, you know, or order in Postmates. Um, just get together. That way we can. That way you can keep the sense of community that you're wanting and you're desiring. Um, I would also say when. She talks about driving in the car. Um, that's a great time. A lot may not be open right now, but just go for a drive with your friends. Uh, go get a picnic. I, I know I met with my one of my buddies, and we just wore masks, and then we went to a coffee ta- or a picnic table in the park and sat on opposite ends and took our masks off and spoke. He's in the medical field. We have a new baby on the way, so we're trying to take our precautions. But we and we did it effectively and smart and it was awesome and we loved being together and still having that community yeah when we were um taking photos probably a couple months ago we pulled up and there were two girls on picnic mm-hmm. blankets yes. um, sitting across from each other and talking and that's what mm-hmm. they were doing they're having their community time so there's ways that you can still do this even if you're in a kind of a lockdown or a shelter at home or a social distance ordinance yeah. And I think one of the best things we can do is just be courteous, send a courtesy text to one another, and if you receive that, respond. Um, That way there isn't a lapse in like, oh, I sent this person something, but they don't care. If it stirs your affections for the Lord, if it's kind, reach out in kindness as well, Um, and just simply say thank you. I mean, it doesn't have to be a long narrative, say thank you, maybe... Later that week, send them a verse. Uh, yeah. Send them a something you see in them. Celebrate something in them. Uh, Erica, do you have anything else to add? Man, I think we like covered it pretty yeah. well today. Yeah. Um, we talked about a lot. We did. We had a lot on our minds. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, again, uh, we are we're not experts at this. We are just simply a couple that loves Christ that wants to help anybody um, follow him. And we also understand that our 20s, really, man, is really rough, Um, especially in the culture we live in, um, because it's no longer, hey, get married at 20, have a baby at 22, 
it's you know finishing school well do i pursue my career do i start a family do i buy a house do i move cities it's all these things and really our hope in always doing these podcasts is that we can bring a sense of rhythm and a little bit of help and encouragement and encouragement and understand that yes you're going to fail <laughs> yes i'm going to fail as a husband today and that's okay um, we just always want to progress to uh, try to stir up those things where we're weak at. Yeah, absolutely. And just, um, I just really have learned a lot through this, just studying what growth can look like. And so I hope it encourages you and pushes you um, towards um, growing in Christ. So until next time. We'll see you later, guys. Bye. Here we go. We are live, back in action. The Taylor Collective, as always, your hosts, Zach and Erica Taylor. Erica, how's it going? It's good. Today is my birthday. Today is your birthday. So it's actually been an extra good day. It has been. You got some, uh, you got a free vente drink at Starbucks. Got a free, very large coffee that I'm still drinking on. Still drinking and will probably still be drinking for the next three days. Probably. I had to heat it up. A couple of times. Yeah, I don't. I don't know, but you guys, I am a like a drink coffee fast person. Erica's like, I'm gonna drink coffee one cup, one sip, one hour. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely drink hour. mine slowly. It is. Uh, I enjoy my coffee. It's kind of ridiculous. But it's who we are. It's who you are, and it's okay. I love you. I married you. Yeah, that's good. I'm glad you love me for who I am. I do. I do. I love you for who you are too. Oh, thanks. thanks. <laughs> Uh, so what are we talking about today? So we're in this little series uh-huh. um, that's about to come to a close, but we're talking about just service and how we can um, really hone in on what that looks like in a family discipleship setting, not just with a husband and wife and kids, but mm-hmm. in all areas of what a family is and if you want to go back and listen to our first episode we kind of dive into what that looks like in different settings right and it's kind of like this idea of serving in a very self-centered self-focused culture absolutely when everything is about selfies and oh yeah being instagram influencers Mm -hmm. i know the kids nowadays want to be youtubers damn damn (laughs) kids nowadays which is funny to me because growing up, YouTube was like not a thing. No. And now it's a big deal. It's, it's a very big deal. So, yeah, talking about how we can be um, not self-focused in a self-focused culture. Yeah. How we can serve. How we can serve in that selfish culture. Because the act of serving just in what it is, it goes against selfishness because serving other people... It's inherently selfless. Yeah, it's a giving of yourself. Right. A yeah. giving of your time and uh-huh. talents. Energy, thought. Money. It does not mean highlighting your service on Instagram. Oh, but that's so fun. Right? Bible study, service, community, good act does not count unless you post it in the modern age. I mean, it's kind of like the voted sticker. <laughs> Did you really vote <laughs> unless you take a selfie with yes. an I voted sticker? Yes, because I really voted. Oh, okay. All right, so why don't you kick us off? Sure. So we're going to look at Mark ten forty five, 
um, kind of as our first verse. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. Mm -hmm. So I think that really lays the foundation for um, what service is. He's our example of that. Um, Jesus came to serve the least of these, Mm -hmm. the people that... Um, others wouldn't want to sit down and have dinner with, he would. Mm-hmm. Even how he washed his disciples' feet is such a show of him giving himself in service. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it, you know, we're kind of taught this idea, at least I was, I don't know about you, but like, even from upper level of school, like principals and teachers as a young kid, you know, this idea of always go to the table with a kid that smells funny, Right. And always be that person who does that. Oh, yeah. Be kind to those people. Be kind people. to those people. Go and be with, you know, whoever it is is lonely. And I was, as a kid, I, just, I never was that person who went to go be kind to that person. I was. Yeah, you were. I was. Your, your husband was not. <laughs> I made fun of him, which I have asked for forgiveness. I actually ran into a guy from high school that I made fun of and asked for his forgiveness at the gym. That's very good. Um, but... We're called to serve. And I think, I mean, obviously this verse is talking about give his life as ransom for many is not, is talking, is not talking about like he came to serve and give his life as a ransom. It's talking about the the price he's going to pay on the cross. Right. But I think even that, that language of giving his life as a ransom, we can give our life as a ransom to others in a way of spending our life just like you would spend a ransom notice ransom money to get it hostage back you think of time as a currency and you spend that time as a ransom whether it's to uh, share the gospel whether it is to just spend time with somebody who doesn't have friends doesn't have family doesn't have loved ones um, to get to know somebody like you're, you're going to spend your time somewhere why not spend it for a good purpose? Absolutely. And I think a part of um, serving is the relationship aspect of oh, yeah. service. So you, the whole point of serving people is to like, build a relationship, right, with those people that you're serving or serving alongside or anything like that. You can't serve very well without some sort of relationship. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's um, kind of important to remember, too. It's not necessarily um, what we think of. We're going to go and build a home and help these people and then leave. But, like, why why are we building that home mm-hmm. for these people? Like, let's get to know the people we're building the home for. Let's have opportunities to sit down and talk with them and get to know their heart, get to know their stories and right. those things. Like, I think there's a personal... Mm-hmm. aspect of service that sometimes is missed right it's a lot easier to go give money or go spend a week of a time block than to serve your neighbor right because you're going to see your neighbor yeah. most likely every single day there's something your neighbor's going to play loud music at 10 o'clock at night yes he is and so practical ways of serving them mm-hmm. so erica what what would be for those who have kids maybe what would be some of those practical ideas of how to lead our kids yeah so i think it's important that even at a young age of well any age but two or three when they can actually walk and talk and well somewhat walk and talk anyways like going ahead and including them in service and in 
um, participating in these things. So like if there's a new family that moves into your um, block going and baking cookies for them and taking them over and introducing mm -hmm. yourself and saying, hey, we live right over here. If you ever need anything, like let us know. Um, I know during the pandemic, there was a lot of people that were taking um, cleaning supplies or um, food items like that to elderly couples. Mm -hmm. um, and that's a huge way of serving people. Right. Um, just dropping off um, practical items at the doorstep of maybe an older adult or something like that. Um, writing thank you notes to like first responders, firefighters, police officers, IMSA. Gotta love those firefighters. Yeah. That leaving a note for your Amazon carrier or yeah. <laughs> mailman, just things like that that are encouraging that show like really small ways, but um, of loving and serving others. Putting others first, I think, goes a long ways when we're talking about showing our kids those practical mm -hmm. ways of service. I think another thing is writing letters to our missionaries. I know right now um, it's really hard to live overseas um, and they are serving the Lord outside of what is convenient or comfortable anyways and add a global mm -hmm. pandemic to the equation. Right. Like Our friend who's been on the podcast, Nicole, yeah. stuck in her apartment. Yeah, they're on lockdown again for the next who knows how many days. And so really finding avenues to encourage our missionaries that are overseas serving is mm -hmm. a way to serve as well. Yeah, I think it even goes on to like sending letters to our guys who are overseas fighting. Yeah. Um, and encouraging them. I know my cousin Josh, uh, who's a Army vet, served in Baghdad from 04 to 08. Um, me and him, our friendship began with me writing a note basically in crown to him. Yeah. And uh, he has grown to we talk, you know, two or three times a year. Um, but it meant a lot to him. And I think one thing, what you talked about, those are not necessarily things you have to have a kid do. Like, no. you don't have to have a kid do say thank you. I know um, our neighbor across the street is a single female. And, uh, I mean, we, we've mowed her lawn before... Uh, we had saw her in like three days, and we normally see each other in the mornings. Um, so we called and checked on her, see how she was doing. Um, we had a real freaky experience with our next door neighbor, who we know she's with a uh, she, her ex husband is kind of crazy, and it looked like her light was flickering on and off in a SOS. If you don't know the SOS time, it's three fast beeps and three long and three fast again for SOS, and it was literally doing that rhythm. So we called the police and we're like, hey, can you go check this out? And I kind of watched the house. And it turned out that her motion light was just freaking out. But um, she was very thankful of that. She knew that was somewhere that somebody was looking out for her. And I think that's something we forget in kind of this COVID season is that people are struggling because selfishness is an idol in the American culture. And we make terrible gods in of ourselves. Yeah, and I think selfishness isolates you. Oh, it absolutely does. I mean, just narcissistic people are inherently the selfish. You know, they're, they selfishness shows most. And those people are the worst people to be around. Right. And <clears throat> I think just with 
having to be so isolated from other people and not having the interaction. People aren't getting the encouragement that normally mm -hmm. they would get. They're not getting the human um, interactions, whether that's physical touch or just like a high five or a hug or anything like that. Like we're not getting any of that. We're not even getting the facial expressions right now because right. of the masks. And so I think going above and beyond right now and serving people in just really practical ways speaks volumes. Oh yeah, and I think it's important. Like I know a lot of people have gone back to the gym, but there's a lot of people like me that have just built a home gym. So the community of the gym that I used to have, I used to see the same guys. We'd always uh, talk to each other when we were working out, or uh, you know before our workouts we'd talk. And now really I, I don't have that because I work out in my garage. Because COVID kind of lent itself to building a garage gym because all the garages were um, closed. Right. And I, I think, and we'll, we'll kind of taper off this, um, but I think what, what's key is that serving, serving others highlights how, uh, highlights other people in our lives to see other people may have it worse. Um, I, I love... Uh, I don't know if anyone listens to Jocko on this podcast that listens, but Jocko Willink has a great podcast, and he talks about the need of suffering. So when you're, it's 105 degrees, and you're mowing your neighbor's lawn, there's actually, a, your physiological response to that suffering, right, that is sweating and hard, and you don't have to do it, but you're doing it, your body actually thinks better, It the blood flows better than people who are often just in comfort in completely comfort so if you're focused completely on your comfort you are going to be annoyed by the smallest of minute things and struggle with the biggest things because you don't have any suffering that's happening you know any serving that's happening happening when it's hard uh in your life yeah absolutely i think um that's exactly what it is <laughs> yeah. and plus they build relationships right so um my buddies that i i work with that we do things together uh we often you uh, I mean you've been out with us by some point in the night we'll often divulge into staring telling stories yeah and those stories are with each other and we'll laugh at each other's mistakes and that's what you get when if you go okay we're gonna go I don't know, pick up trash in this park. Well, you, it may be 105 degrees, and you're going to laugh and talk about how hot it was, or it's going to be freezing, and you're going to suffer together, because that bonding of serving together in an uncomfortable situation unites each other. Um, and I think on a spiritual aspect, when you're not, the, the problem with Christian community is we don't serve together outside of like church settings. So we don't have that bonding that takes place. We don't share those moments that take place. We don't build that relationship because you can't build a relationship sitting in a room for 45 minutes listening to somebody talking and then going and sitting in even a bigger room listening to somebody talk. Right. You have to have that service element of doing things together. Right. And I think... Um, just what you said, I can think back to one of the very first times we even um, met and had an interaction. We were picking up trash mm -hmm. and it was freezing. It was. It was so cold. But the group of girls, youth girls that I was helping lead, it was like after that 
service project of picking up trash in a park is literally what we were doing they felt so much more comfortable to talk to me to mm -hmm. laugh with me to interact with me because we were picking up trash in sub-zero temperatures yeah and i remember giving uh, one of the youth girls in your group my jacket because she was so cold she was like shivering <laughs> and she hadn't wore a she she wore like a t-shirt yeah and it was i don't know if sub-zero it was not that cold it was probably like 40 degrees it was probably high 50 wind. yeah <laughs> the high wind but i gave her my hoodie and uh she, i remember her being really thankful over that and then even the couple years after that she was thankful for that memory because she remembered being warm yeah, she was like, thank you for giving me your hoodie when I was so cold. Like, people remember that. It's just like yeah. the smallest things people remember and it sticks with them. Oh, yeah. And I think that's, it's, it's kind of the fun part. Like, if you were with your roommate or your wife or husband or with your kids, I mean, go through your closet, say, what do I not need? I have a f saying that I'm trying to get famous, right? If you haven't done it in a year, throw it away, my dear. <laughs> if you haven't worn in a year, throw it away, right? Um, because if if you haven't done it in a year, you're probably not going to use it. Right. And you don't really need, like I had like seven flannels. I really don't need seven flannels. Yeah. So we gave some of that away and we went through each other's items and said, hey, we need to like figure out how to minimize um, our items in our closet, in our house, in our life. And I think that's a good exercise just in understanding that we have excesses of things and that's inherently a selfish motivation. Right, and then being generous and giving things away and helping other people in it is such like a fulfilling thing. It just, you gain joy um, from doing that, I think. Oh, yeah. And that's not our motivation is to like feel good about ourselves. But I think there is something to that, just the... Um, feeling of oh hey i was able to help provide a need for this person mm -hmm. i think one thing that is really cool on just like a neighborhood level is if you know somebody's having a hard time like we had neighbors come over and help us out when we were uh, struggling after um, losing our kids to miscarriages um, a buddy of ours came over and just helped me build a fire pit I mean, just in really, if I wasn't complicated to build a fire pit, it was just digging a hole and laying bricks. But he was there and really helped. And you're going to talk through things better if you are doing something, mm -hmm. right? You're. It's hard to build a relationship just by sitting across from one another, which is a terrible way to do it. Um, you should always sit by each other. But sitting across and being like, okay, how's your life? Tell me what you do. Tell me how many kids you have. Tell yeah. me. Like, that's such a harder, much harder way to build a relationship than getting your hands dirty with one another. Mm -hmm. Note to the guys, if you're looking to go on a date, don't do a service project, but do an experience. Don't do, like, dinner and a movie. Do, like, an adventure and dinner. It yeah. works out much better. Yeah, do the dinner afterwards so you have something to talk about during yeah. dinner. <laughs> it's, so much, it's so much easier. It's so much nicer. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that's a good thing, too, just being observant about the people who are around you, um, looking for opportunities to love on people, to um, 
just spend your time serving them by giving them your time. Right. Oh, yeah. Completely agree. Um, Erica, do you have anything else you want to bring up in our podcast? I don't She doesn't have any notes for this part. So. So. <laughs> you don't think so? So, Erica, what is your greatest birthday memory? My greatest birthday of all time or of today? All time. all time. All time. That's, man, he puts me on the spot, and it's so hard for me to, like, make quick decisions. Mm-hmm. I make very slow decisions. Got this. Um, so the first memory that comes to mind is my 11th birthday party that I shared with my grandfather. So we, his birthday is January 11th, was January 11th. And my birthday is obviously the 19th, which you guys wouldn't know that because it's not releasing on this day. But um, my 11th birthday party, we went bowling and I wanted to celebrate it with my grandpa. So we had a combined birthday at the bowling alley. is your favorite memory. It is. Uh, I love experiences. I would spend all my money on experiences. Yes, she would. She would. So... (laughs) Thank you, guys. Uh, we're going to continue to talk about this family idea of family discipleship, tribe discipleship, as I like to call it, uh, in light of some cultural things that are going on. So we're going to talk about rest next. <clears throat> sorry, next podcast, we're going to talk about rest in light of a hustled culture. Yes, and we have some good things to say about that because we're coming off of 2020 where we had to just completely halt life. We had to halt life, and as 2021 kind of picks up, and the, excuse me, the hustle kind of takes over our life, how that looks, uh, and how do we rest in that without being lazy. Yep, absolutely. I'll see you guys later. Bye.